This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, where Lee Rosen and Ned Days cover management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for building the practice you deserve. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Mexico City. We've had one of our now grown kids down here with us this week. That's always enjoyable. But the kid likes to complain, sometimes jokingly and sometimes not, about us not having a house in the U.S. for them to hang out in and use as a vacation spot. That was especially true during COVID when so many young adults spent time in their parents' home. But this kid has now traveled to lots of countries at our expense to come visit us during college or over the last several years. So I tend to discount those complaints. I don't pay too much attention. Things are working out pretty well for this particular kid. Mexico City has been a great adventure for us. We've spent the past few days in a hotel that's housing a number of Formula One race car drivers. The fans group outside of the entrance of the hotel, desperate for a glimpse of the drivers. They are held back by these rope lines and by security guards, and they all jump into position with their cameras held up when the revolving doors at the hotel start to spin. You should see the looks that I get when it's me that comes tumbling out of those revolving doors. It's kind of hysterical that I can disappoint so many people's so quickly. I'm really enjoying it every time I need to leave the hotel. It's time for your tech tip. Let's be honest. The best part about technology is buying new stuff. I know I talk a lot about streamlining and getting the most out of the tools you already have, but we're not really having fun unless we're trying something new. And when it comes to signing up for new web apps and services, the proprietors of these tools are well aware that some of us, and I'm a big offender here, create about 10 new accounts each week. We play around with the tools for about 15 minutes. We get bored and then we never come back. And what sometimes happens is after our trial runs out, we end up getting billed every month. Or maybe we signed up for something we actually did use for a year or two, but then we drift away from it and we never end up canceling. Or maybe you go on a vacation to Iceland and buy what you think is a one-time SIM recharge credit and then end up paying for it for the next 10 months. I would never do anything like that, but I'm sure you can imagine a situation where it might happen. However it happens, there are lots of ways you can end up with a bunch of tiny or maybe not so tiny recurring charges on your credit card and figuring out what these are can be almost impossible. And this is usually even worse on your business cards. You have multiple people signing up for all kinds of things throughout the year and trying to figure out what some cryptic name full of asterisks is, why it's billing you $3 every month, and whether or not it's fraudulent becomes a huge time suck. Lee and I ran into this constantly at the firm, sometimes spending hours trying to track down a $25 per year charge that ended up being a mom and pop credit card processor in Europe for a WordPress plugin we were no longer using. And this was still the case until Fairly recently, we would see a weird charge pop up and we would start hunting through our emails to see if we could figure out whether we needed to report fraud or I just forgot to cancel my subscription to Cat Fancy Magazine. But that has changed and a solution is here. What's that charge.com? This is a database of credit card charges and merchant names. You can enter in a suspicious charge from your card and What's That Charge will tell you if it finds a match. They often provide further information on what kind of company the vendor is, 
is, the services they offer, and contact information if it's available. Users can leave comments as well to provide more context if they've been on the same hunt and have indications as to whether or not the charge is fraudulent or something that's legit. This has saved me a lot of time. Interestingly enough, I've noticed it's been particularly helpful with things involving transportation and airport services. For some reason, I often find they end up billing me under some other entity several days after I made the payment, and easily being able to tell that the charge for $7.99 was an airport burrito and not some guy in McCall, Idaho, using my card to sign up for OnlyFans takes a lot of the stress out of looking at my card statements. Give it a shot the next time you see a weird transaction on your card. It's whatsthatcharge.com. I'm Ned Days, and that's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. Everybody has an opinion on marketing. Marketing is something that we can see and understand. The work that's done on marketing is something that we can wrap our brains around. It's not like software engineering or scientific work in a lab. Marketing is out front. It's aimed at us. We think we understand it. Unfortunately, though, there's more to marketing than meets the unsophisticated eye. Marketing is emotional. It's subtle. Doing marketing right is not something that most of us can do. It requires an expert. But the experts who do marketing work are doing something visible. And so too many of us think we understand it. And that leads us to think that we know better than the experts. Everybody sees marketing all day long. And so Everybody has an opinion on marketing. Many of us hire experts to help us with marketing our law firms. But when those experts create something for us to review, we give them feedback. I think we're entitled to have an opinion about the marketing, and we invariably tell the experts what we think. But we go beyond that. We show the work around. We get opinions from our families and our employees and our friends. We show it to everybody that we can show it to. We want to know what they think. And these experts that we hire, they get inundated by the opinions that we collect and that we then pass along. And I'm sure that it drives them crazy. It's got to drive them as crazy as it drives us when our client's second cousin decides to weigh in on the legal strategy that we propose to our clients. I've had that happen more times than I can count. And it really does drive me nuts. Well, Avis Rent-A-Car, they have an approach to this particular problem of everybody having an opinion on marketing. They have a document that gets tweeted quite a bit in marketing circles. If you go looking for it, you'll see the rules that Avis follows. And their list of six rules includes rule number four. This one really stands out, and I'll quote it. It says, Avis will approve or disapprove, not try to improve ads which are submitted. This rule makes it clear that they will give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. They will give a yes or a no to the advertisements that are submitted by the creative types. They don't go back to the advertising agency and say, change it or fix it. It's either yes or 
or no. Now, most customers of most marketing agencies, including most law firms, we don't follow this rule. Instead of saying yes or no, instead of a simple thumbs up or thumbs down, we go back and forth with the marketers about what we want. And invariably, these frustrated creative types, well, they give in to the changes that we suggest. They adopt and incorporate our ideas and the end result result time after time is that we get a mediocre marketing effort. We give them all these opinions that we collect. We advocate for our position. They give in and we get this compromise piece of work that they end up doing for us. And it's crap. It's marketing by committee. And most of the committee members are not experts. It's worse than that, really. It's worse than them not being experts. We've incorporated into our marketing committee a group of no-talent amateurs who aren't in our target market and who don't know much of anything about marketing, and we're deciding to incorporate their opinions. You've watched this phenomenon in action with your clients. You tell them the plan of action. They give you feedback. Sometimes their feedback is helpful. You might incorporate something they say into the plan, but then out of the blue, someone in their orbit, it's not necessarily that second cousin. It could be anybody, somebody who has a totally different take on how things should be done, and they think you're too aggressive or you're insufficiently aggressive, or they have this totally different idea about how to approach solving the problem, and there are then too many cooks in the kitchen. There's you, there's your client, and there are all these relatives and family members and well-meaning friends, but there are too many cooks in the kitchen, and that's true whether it's legal work or marketing. Listen, there are reasons that people hire us as their experts, and there are reasons that you hire experts to help with your marketing. When you hire an expert, whether they're being employed to cook an amazing meal or develop a legal strategy or or create an image for your brand, you need to let them do their work and you need to leave them alone. Experts know things and their value, it can only be delivered if we step back, if we get out of the way, if we let them use that expertise, let them use their talent and skills and abilities. My thinking is this, hire an expert, let them do their best, use it and see how it goes. Don't second guess, don't negotiate, don't water down their effort. If you can't accept what they're submitting to you, then fire them or ask them to redo it. But don't ask them to compromise. Don't ask them to change what they're doing with the impact of weakening their effort. Accept it or reject it, but don't negotiate it. Don't force your thinking on your experts. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Mexico City, thanks for spending a few minutes with me and Ned today. We hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there. I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow.